Amen. Thank you for that. And uh, it's good to see everybody here this evening. Let's go ahead and get our Bibles out and let's turn over to the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. And uh, definitely an uh, interesting time uh, the past couple of weeks that we've had. And, um, but looking forward to getting everybody back. I heard someone say right before the service, they said, if you're wondering what a Joe Biden rally looked like, there you go. And um, so, hey, that's a good, that's a, that's a good observation there. And, um, but um, I want to I be a help to you here this evening. Um, and uh, I know we'll be praying for Pastor, be praying for uh, him and his health, and uh, pray that we'll uh, get him back soon. And uh, keep everybody in prayer. Of course, this is a, a nasty little uh, virus that uh, is going around. And so keep everybody in prayer. And uh, let's not live by fear. Obviously, hear pastors say that all the time. And so uh, let's not live by fear, but let's be safe and uh, take caution. But uh, don't let this rule your life. Second uh, Chronicles chapter number 20. Uh, I'm going to read the first uh, 22 verses of this chapter. And uh, I want to be a help, help to you here this evening. Uh, there are a couple of college students here, and so they heard this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I was thinking about what to preach, and I, I feel like this, this helped me. I know it probably helped this college students. I think it probably helped all of us uh, here this evening. But Second Chronicles chapter number 20, the Bible says in verse number 1, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazes on Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned not from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. I'll stop reading there for sake of time. Uh, but we notice here the story, an army comes up against the, uh, the people of Israel. And uh, the king uh, has fear. The king is afraid. Uh, the king doesn't know what to do. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And we notice here that he brings all of Israel before uh, the Lord, and they begin praying, and they begin asking the Lord, what do we do? What, uh, what, what's the right uh, direction? What's the right course of action? 
And um, I want us to notice in verse number 12, it's where I get my text from. Notice the last part of this verse, neither know we what to do. Neither know we what to do. For a couple of minutes this evening, I want to bring this message entitled, you've probably asked this question yourself. I know I've asked this question. We're going to find ourselves in situations. We're going to find ourselves in times where we just don't know what to do. And uh, you've probably asked the question, what am I to do? What am I to do? And so I want to bring a message with that thought in mind. What am I to do? Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity to come to church. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the service this evening. I pray that you'll speak to hearts. Lord, no doubt there's uh, people not just here in this room tonight, but Lord, uh, watching live stream perhaps are asking the question, what am I to do? I don't know what they're facing, Lord, but I do know this, that there are plenty of things in life that come up in our lives that we don't know what to do. We don't have the answer. Lord, our minds are finite. Uh, Our wisdom is uh, lacking. And Lord, I pray you help us all to remember and be reminded here this evening that, that just because we don't know what to do doesn't mean that there's nothing for us to do. I pray you'll give me your power as I preach. I pray that I'll be a blessing and a help. In Jesus' name, amen. What am I to do? Verse 12, the Bible says, Jehoshaphat made the statement. He said, neither know we what to do. Can you imagine what's going through Jehoshaphat's mind right now? I mean, he's the king. He's the one that's supposed to have the answers. He's the one that's supposed to know what to do. I mean, the nation's looking to Jehoshaphat. The uh, people are looking to Jehoshaphat. The enemies are around Israel, and they don't know what to do, and certainly the king knows what to do. And uh, they go to the king, and uh, they say, King Jehoshaphat, what are we to do? And uh, he does not know what to do. Uh, Can you imagine how little he must feel? Can you imagine how insignificant he must feel? I mean, he is the leader of the nation of Israel. The Bible tells us that he feared. The Bible tells us that he was afraid. Uh, But friend, let me remind us here this evening, just because there's fears and just because we're afraid sometimes does not mean that uh, we should just run. And notice here, he did not do that. But he did make the statement, neither know we what to do, God. He goes and gets the people of God, and he says, we're going to pray, and we're going to talk to the Lord, and uh, we're going to ask the Lord what to do. And he says, Lord, we don't know what to do. Friend, I don't know about you, but I've been in that boat. Uh, I'm I'm trusting we've all been in that boat. Uh, Maybe you're here today, and you're a husband, and your family's going through something, and they're trusting you to make the right decision, and you just say, "Uh, Lord, I just don't know what to do. Uh, maybe you are a young adult and you have important decisions to make in your life. And uh, maybe you're afraid to make the, the decision. Or maybe you have some fears and uh, you have some uh, doubts about some things. And can I encourage you here today? It's not bad to be in that boat. You're not the first one to be in that boat. You're not the only one to be in that boat. You see, Jehoshaphat asked that question. What am I to do, Lord? All throughout my life, there's been times where I've, I've been in that boat. I remember graduating from uh, high school and going into Bible college, and man, I didn't know what to do. I was fresh out of high school. I thought, thought I knew everything, but um, all of a sudden, you're working a job, and all of a sudden, you have decisions to make, and uh, that's scary, and that's, uh, that's intimidating, and it's fearful. And I remember not knowing what to do, but uh, I had decisions I had to make. What was I to do? All throughout Bible college, there were times where I didn't know what to do. I I didn't know the decision to make. Sure, I had counselors, and sure, 
I had people to help me, but there were time and time again that uh, I did not know what to do. I think about when I was dating and uh, the roller coaster that was all throughout college and uh, trying to find the right spouse and uh, not knowing what to do. And uh, friend, there are many times all throughout life, you, you get married, you have kids, uh, you, you, you have to make decisions and you don't always know what to do. But uh, let me remind us here today, Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do. Uh, Jehoshaphat didn't know the right thing to do, but he didn't just stand still and say, well, I'm just going to let happen what happens. No, there was a couple things that he did uh, when he didn't know what to do. And in this passage of scripture, I find three things that Jehoshaphat did when he didn't know what to do. That friend, I think that if we do as well, you see, God gives us scripture here for a reason. God gives us these accounts in scripture for a reason. And uh, God gives them there for us to follow. And if we'll just do what these men did when they didn't know what to do, hey, why are we going to expect any different of a result? You see, I find three things in Scripture here that Jehoshaphat did uh, when he didn't know what to do that you and I ought to do when we don't know, know what to do. Number one, I want you to notice, first of all, we ought to look up. We ought to look up. Look at verses 12 and 13 uh, of chapter 20. It says uh, here, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Verse number 13, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Hey, notice what's going on here right now. Jehoshaphat goes to God with all the people with him. It's not just him by himself. He says, hey, come on, we're going to go stand before the Lord, and we're going to say, God, we don't know what to do. But notice here what he says behind that. But our eyes are upon thee. But our eyes are upon thee. Friend, first thing I find here that we ought to do when we don't know what to do is we ought to look up. We ought to put our eyes up on God. We ought to look up to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, God, I don't know what to do. God, I, you see the decisions I have to make. You see the, uh, uh, the, this crossroads I'm at, but God, I don't want to make the wrong decision. God, will you give me the wisdom that I need? Will you give me the, uh, the knowledge that I need? Lord, I don't want to make the wrong decision. We ought to look up. Notice here that uh, Jehoshaphat didn't look within. You see this world we live in today, they say, hey, everything you need, you can find right in here. They say, what is your heart leading you to do? What is your heart telling you to do? What is your heart uh, guiding you to do? And this world says, hey, you've got what you need in here. Just look within. Oh, friend, that's terrible advice. We don't find Jehoshaphat doing that. We don't find Jehoshaphat saying, I'm the king. I can make the decision. I know what to do. Uh, he didn't put on, puff himself up and say, I can't let them know that I'm clueless, so I'm just going to put it on, and I'm just going to go forward, and we're going to do what I think is right to do. No, he didn't do that. Don't look within. Too many people say, hey, I don't know what to do, so hey, what does my heart tell me to do? Too many people follow their heart, and friend, we ought not to look within. We ought to look up. Uh, we also ought not, not to look around. Notice Jehoshaphat didn't go looking around saying, hey, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, he didn't go down and, take a, and go to all the people and say, hey, what all do you think? What should we do? Uh, I don't know what to do. What do you think we should do? No, he didn't do that. He didn't look around for the answer. He didn't say, hey, somebody give me an answer. He said, God, uh, I don't know what to do, but God, our eyes are upon thee. And friend, i got to remind us here today, when you don't know what to do, 
when you don't know what decision to make, when you don't know what direction to go in, when you don't know uh, where to turn, hey, look up. Look up to God. Look up to God. Uh, a couple years ago, I was talking to a man, and we've all, if you've, if you've been soul winning, uh, we've all had these experiences, but there was this man that was out there, uh, we were running a bus route, and uh, we were working on this guy, and uh, he, and I, if you're a Gator fan, I'm sorry, but uh, the man was, was through and through a Jaguar fan and a Gator fan, and uh, he lived for it. I mean, he breathed, ate, and slept uh, the Jaguars on Sunday and the Gators on Saturday, and um, we were working on him, trying to get him to come to church and uh, get saved and uh, get his life grounded and I uh, would talk to him and say, uh, Neil, you need to get saved. Uh, I'd talk to him and say, how you doing today, Neil? And he'd say, oh, let me tell you, let me tell you this and this. And he'd start talking about his problems, smoking and drinking and just bound by it. I mean, every time I'd walk by his apartment, he'd be out there and just be a, uh, a chain smoking to death out there. And um, uh, he'd start telling me problem after problem after problem. And I'd say, Neil, you need to get in church. I'd say, hey, hop on this bus it's air conditioned for crying out loud. Uh, how many times are you going to find a bus that's air conditioned and picking up people on Sundays? And uh, uh, he'd always switch a subject to the Gators and the Jaguars. And I'd say, Neil, uh, you know, I'd mess around with them and say, there ain't much to get excited there. Uh, there's not much to get excited with those two teams. It's like, Neil, is it worth it? A loss every time you watch them? Just get on the bus, man. Come to church. Uh, get saved. The answer you need is at church. The answer you need is in Christ. It's not in your heart. It's not in what's going on all around you, Neil. It's not in the Jaguars. It's not in the Gators. And too many people are like that. You see, they have a problem, and they don't have the answer. They've tried this world. They've tried their own wisdom. They've tried so many things, and it hasn't worked out. And friend, let me remind you here today, when you don't know what to do, and it's more than often that you find yourself in that boat, Hey, you got to look up. Look up. I want you to turn your attention to Psalm 121 here. Psalm 121. David, great King David. David, the man after God's own heart. David, the man who seemingly had an answer for everything. He, he always seemed, to, for, the, for the most part, to make the right choice. Sure, he had some hiccups. Sure, he made some bad decisions. But overall, he did a pretty good job. And what did he have to say in Verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. You see, friend, hey, when you don't know what to do, and you're going to find yourself in that boat from time to time, hey, you don't look within, you don't look around, you look up. You look up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, the second thing I find Jehoshaphat doing when he didn't know what to do is he listened up. you got to listen up. Look at verses 14 through 17. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord 
will be with you. Notice here, uh, the second thing Jehoshaphat did was he listened up. Him and all the people, they looked up and said, Lord, we don't know what to do. Lord, give us an answer. Lord, show us what to do. Oh, all of a sudden, God answers their prayer. Right around the next verse, in walks the, the, the prophet of God. In walks uh, the Jehaziel, uh, the prophet of God, the, the Levite. And uh, he walks into the camp and he says, hey, man, I got something to tell you. I got a message from the Lord. And notice here, uh, they listened up. You say, what did they listen up to? First of all, they listened to God's man. They listened to God's man, verses 14 and 15. Jehaziel walked in and said, hey, uh, I've been walking with God, and I'm sorry, but uh, God's telling me to uh, go tell you something, and, and so I got a message from the Lord from you. And notice here, they listened to the counsel of God's man. You know what a problem is with a lot of Christians nowadays when they don't know what to do? First of all, either they don't go to God's man, uh, to the one who God has given them uh, to get counsel for, or they do and they just decide that they don't want to listen to it. And they say, well, I don't know about that. Uh, it kind of sounds a little strange to me. It kind of sounds a little old-fashioned to me. Oh, but can I encourage you here today? Listen to God's counsel that, that God's man gives you. Hey, I've never regretted listening to the counsel that I've been given. Oh, there have been times where I've not always listened to it. And hey, can I tell you, it never ended up right. It never ended up right when I went against the counsel I was given. But I will say this, every time I did listen, I've never looked back on it and said, man, that was the worst thing I could have ever done. That was the worst decision I could have ever made. Absolutely not. I've looked back on it and said, man, that was the best thing I could have done. Perhaps that saved my situation. Perhaps that saved me from destruction. Perhaps that saved me from making a bad decision. And friend, let me remind you here today. You say, Brother French, I don't know what to do. I don't know the decision to make. Well, can I encourage you to listen up? Listen to God's man. Notice also, listen to God's message. Listen to God's message. Verse 15 we saw, well, verse 14 and 15, we saw that God's man walks into the camp. Now, he did not tell them his wisdom. He did not tell them his opinion. He didn't say, here's what I think you need to do. No, this is what he did. He walked into the camp. And in verse 15, he said, Hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You see, notice here he had a message from God. He said, hey, I'm going to tell you something here. Hey, don't be afraid. Uh, don't be dismayed. Don't uh, get worried about this because this isn't even your battle. It's God's battle. And he had a message from God to share with them. And friend, let me remind you here today, when you go to the man of God, when you go to the one that God's put in your life to give you the counsel and the wisdom from the word of God, you say, I don't know what to do. Let me go and see what the word of God says. And let me see what my pastor thinks. And let me see what the man of God thinks. And hey, when he gives you God's message, you know what you need to do? Listen up. Listen to it. Can you imagine if Jehoshaphat said, well, who does this prophet think he is? Who does he think is this battle isn't ours? It's God's? Well, sure, he could have played a little humanism and said, sure, but doesn't God use human instruments to fulfill his will? So what am I? I got to do something. That makes no sense. Get your armor ready, guys. Get your swords ready. Uh, God's going to use us to fight this battle. And so who knows with that? He's not, he's not even a, a man of war. Who does he think he is? He's the spiritual department. 
Uh, where's, the, where's the man in the combat department? Uh, he could have done that, but he didn't. He listened to God's message. But as, that's not the only thing he did. He also listened to God's method. He listened to God's method. Look at verses 16 and 17. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. There's that word again. You don't need to fight. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now, notice God's method. He, God's man comes in the camp and says, I got a message from the Lord, and uh, here's the message from the Lord. And Now, here's what the Lord wants you to do. Here's his method. Uh, here's what he wants you to do. He says, go out there. But hey, you're not going to fight. You don't need to even worry about fighting. Just go. Just go out there. But the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. Can you, you imagine the thoughts going through people's minds? What in the world do you mean this battle is not ours? What do you mean? We've got swords. We've got shields. We've got armor. We've got arrows. We've got catapults. We've got all this technology. And uh, we don't even need to shoot a shot to win this battle. That makes no sense. That, uh, I don't understand that. Ever been there? Ever been there? You didn't know what to do, and then you go to God's man, and he, gives you, he tells you what the Bible says, and, and in your own mind, you're just like, man, I don't know about that. That just doesn't sound very uh, convincing. I can't figure it out, so it just doesn't sound convincing. Ever been there? I have. And, uh, oh, but friend, realize here, if it was understandable, if it wasn't confusing, how in the world could it be God's method? Because God himself says, hey, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my thoughts and my ways higher than yours. And friend, realize here today, just because something doesn't make sense when you are told from the word of God, if we understood the Bible every time we read it, if we understood the wisdom every time we were told it, uh, then we wouldn't have a very big God. And that's why we got to realize here, just listen up. I mean, you're the one and I'm the one that doesn't know what to do. Why all of a sudden when God's message and God's method is told us, we question and say, ah, that doesn't sound right. I don't get it. I mean, uh, we're the ones that are confused and God gives a uh, direction and we say, that just doesn't make any sense. No, listen up. Listen to God's man. Listen to God's message. Listen to God's method. Uh, but lastly, the last one I find, I perhaps one of the most important ones here of this, because you see, I don't believe that most of us have a problem with uh, looking up to God when we don't know what to do. I don't believe that a lot of us really have a problem with not listening up when we don't know what to do. I mean, situations put us in these boats to get us to look up and to get us to listen up to God's word. But here's the one I believe a lot of Christians struggle with. Here's the one I believe that we tend to discard and, and kick to the curb, and that's layup. You see, the third thing we ought to do when we just don't know what to do, we've got to lay up. Look at verse number 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Now that word worship, it's often misused that nowadays, but it's an important word here. The word worship means respect. It means honor. You know what they did when they didn't know what to do? They respected and honored the Lord. 
oh, there's a couple of definitions we could take for worship. And that, of course, means having a personal walk with God and spending time with God. Oh, but it don't stop there, friend. You see, you worship the Lord each and every time you get up and you serve the Lord. You're showing respect to God. You're showing honor to God. And here's what happens. Too often Christians, they don't know what to do. That perhaps something comes into their life and they say, man, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. And what they end up doing is they cut back and even completely cut out honoring God with their life. They say, hey, I got this problem I'm facing, so you know what I need to do? I need to back off from doing this for the Lord, and I just need to focus on this problem. Oh, what a tragic decision. You ought to keep on laying up treasures in heaven. You ought to keep on serving the Lord, and by doing that, you're laying up treasures in heaven. You're worshiping the Lord. You're honoring the Lord with your life. Too many people, they say, I got a problem I'm facing, so let me cut back on serving the Lord in this area. Let me, oh man, I got to back off of that soul one in there because I got to focus on these problems. Oh, we're missing the whole picture. We don't cut back because we don't know what to do. We don't cut back because we're confused. No, we keep on doing what we know is right to do. We keep on doing what we know we're supposed to be doing. Hey, you keep on honoring God with your life. You keep on honoring God through your sacrifice. You keep on honoring God through your service. You keep on honoring God with your song. And you say, God, I don't know what to do. And I know my flesh says you need to drop all what you're doing and focus on this problem. But you know what? That's not what they did. They didn't say, hey, we got this enemy here. We don't know what to do. God, we don't know what to do. Uh, in comes God's man. Here's what you need to do. All right. And uh, they, they could have just said, no, I'm not sorry. We, we got to focus on this problem. We're going to stop everything we're doing. And we're going to focus on this problem. And they could have said, we're stopping worshiping the Lord. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this until I got to rearrange some things. I got I to gotta get some things straightened out in my life before I can keep on serving the Lord. And oh, that's such terrible advice. That's such bad advice. You keep on serving God. You keep on being faithful to God. You keep on honoring God with your life. And you let God take care of the results. Oh, my goodness. Don't stop laying up treasures in heaven over something so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. How, what do you think it will be like when we get to heaven one day? And uh, we see Jehoshaphat, and we see Paul, and we see uh, Peter and, and all the rest of them. And they're up there, and man, they've served the Lord. And they've kept on serving. They had, they had obstacles just like we have obstacles. They didn't know what to do just like we don't know what to do. Oh, but I think the Bible's pretty clear that they kept on serving the Lord. They kept on uh, laying up treasures in heaven. They didn't know what to do from time to time, but they kept on laying up treasures in heaven. And friend, how are we going to be when we get to heaven one day? And we're around them and they say, what did you do? Well, I was doing this for God, but man, then you just don't understand, uh, Paul. You don't understand. I mean, this obstacle came in my life and I had to stop serving the Lord to focus on it. I mean, God knows that God knows that I had to get that obstacle out of the way. The battle's not yours to fight. It's God's. Keep on serving God. The last verse I'll read you here is Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 19. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 19. Uh, Jesus said himself, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. You see, I, I don't understand it. 
Why are we going to take all of our focus off of up there to focus on what's going on down here just to get past that obstacle and then be like, all right, I'm shifting my focus. No, that's not how it works. The devil would have you to believe that. The devil would have you to think that just stop what you're doing for the Lord and just focus on that problem. He knows that we get our eyes off of up there. We stop laying up up there. It's hard to get started again. And friend, let me remind us all here today, you may be in that boat. I don't know what to do. I don't know what decision to make. Jehoshaphat was in that same boat. Israel was in that same boat. And you know what they did? They looked up. They said, Lord, uh, we need you. They uh, listened up. They went to God's man. They went to God's word. They listened to God's message. They followed God's method. But also they kept on laying up. They said, hey, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to keep on serving God. Yeah, I could focus on this problem, but hey, the Bible says the battle's not mine. Why am I going to focus on that which is earthly when I can focus on that which is heavenly and I can keep on serving the Lord and I keep on worshiping the Lord? And you may be here tonight, what am I to do? What do I do? What decision do I make? Where do I turn? I, I don't know what to do. Hey, friend, hey, don't feel bad. Jehoshaphat was there too. Everyone in this room has been there too. And you know what we do? We, we look up. We don't look around. We don't look in here. All right, what do I think I should do? We, we don't do that. We look up. We listen up. And then we keep on laying up. You keep on serving the Lord. You keep on doing what you're supposed to do. And you know what? One of these days, hopefully sooner than later, we'd all like it to get past that problem. We'll look back and say, man, I didn't know what to do, but I'm sure glad that I looked up to the Lord. And I'm sure glad that I listened up to the Lord's word and his man and his, followed his method. And I'm certainly glad I kept on laying up because, hey, you know what? It's on to the next problem. It's on to the next obstacle. And if we allow obstacles to stop us, if we allow problems to stop us, you know what? Well, what's to say that uh, we're ever going to start it back up? You've got to keep on serving the Lord. I don't know what to do. The three things here we find in Scripture Jehoshaphat said, neither know we what to do. Are you there? Is that where you're at tonight? Hey, friend, let me encourage you here this evening. Uh, put your eyes upon the Lord. Listen to his word. And keep on worshiping him with your life. Keep on honoring him and respecting him and laying up those treasures. And you know what? God will fight that battle. God will help you through that if you'll do those things. Heavenly Father.